Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology, A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Okay, episode 72, the nitrogen cycle. We're back. How long has it been? A month? Uh, yeah, probably about a month. Yeah, we just couldn't be bothered. No, joking. <laughs> we have been very busy. And I've been very poorly, actually. It's been pretty bad, hasn't it, since September? Yeah. Like on and off. I've pu- things had, stopping us from I've recording. We are very sorry. Five illnesses since October. Yeah. COVID being one of them. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it hasn't been great, but we're back. We're back, and we promise we're going to try and just be more regular now and yeah. get this course finished for you mm-hmm. in the time that it would take. Hopefully, before your exams, we shall see. The nitrogen cycle. So we're going to talk about how nutrients are recycled within natural ecosystems. It's going to be exemplified this week by the nitrogen cycle. We're going to talk about the role of bacteria in the nitrogen cycle as well. And specific types of bacteria called saprobionts. And how they, their nutrition and how they obtain nutrients from different organisms, dead organisms and waste and things like that. And then there's different stages of the nitrogen cycle. So ammonification nitrification nitrogen fixation and denitrification so i'm going to talk about all those different processes in terms of the cycle first of all before we start talking about the cycle itself nitrogen what is its importance to plants and animals like why do we need to have it in our bodies i've got no idea i know that it makes up like most of the air yeah and that's a really good point okay so it's like 78 percent of the of the atmosphere is mm-hmm. nitrogen but because nitrogen in the atmosphere isn't very reactive it's quite inert we can't use it like we can't obtain nitrogen from the atmosphere plants can't it has to be fixed has to be fixated for us to use it from the atmosphere and that's part of the cycle quite an important part of the cycle but when we do take it in we use it as part of different organic compounds really important ones so, for instance, do you remember when we talk about DNA and we talk about one of the parts of the nucleotide is a nitrogenous base? So, obviously, the base contains nitrogen, so that's an important part of it. It's also a really important part in amino acids. So, amino acids contain nitrogen and because it's a part of the amino group in the amino acid. And, of course, we use amino acids to build protein and protein makes up our bodies essentially so it's really important that we have nitrogen another thing that i just want to talk about again before we talk about the cycle decomposers what do they do turn you to ash ash that's burning what's the point of de- decay and decomposition uh, to go back into the earth and yeah. become something else yeah so it's about breaking down the organic compounds that we're made of down into smaller molecules and they tend to do go into the into the soil or are used by different decomposers 
There's a specific type of bacteria which is a decomposer called the saprobiont. And that is really important in the nitrogen cycle because without it, we wouldn't be able to break down dead material and release the nitrogen in organisms to cycle it back round to use it again. There's a very specific way, though, that saprobionts decompose and get nutrition. And it's called extracellular digestion. What saprobionts do, so different types of bacteria that do this, they feed on dead animals and plants and also waste products from animals and plants, so urine and faeces, by releasing an enzyme onto the organism, the dead organism. The enzyme digests the organic compounds and then the saprobiont can absorb what it needs from that, the nutrients from it. So it's extracellular. Because obviously bacteria cells are just like unicellular, they're just one cell. So they release this enzyme, that all the digestion takes place, breaks down the dead organism. So it's breaking down the proteins and the DNA and all those things so that we can get the nitrogen back out and then that'll be cycled back round eventually. It'll go back to the plants and the animals again. Mm-hmm. Circle of life. So there's organic compounds being broken down into the inorganic ions like nitrogen, little nitrogen ions, nitrates and things like that. Okay. Now, if that didn't happen, those ions wouldn't be available. Like that nitrogen would not be available again to be reabsorbed by another plant and passed on to animals and so on. So it's really important that process takes place as part of the nitrogen cycle. Shall we have a look at the diagram then on the nitrogen cycle? So at teachmescience.co.uk, if you go to the resources section, there is a Google Drive link. And if you click on episode 72, you will find this diagram. Okay, if you have a diagram in a textbook or revision guide, use that. It's probably exactly the same. It'll have exactly the same information. So we're just going to talk through it. Where we're going to start is we're going to start with nitrogen gas in the atmosphere, right in the top corner. And there's lots and lots of different things involved. So I'm just going to pick out the big squares for now. And then we're going to talk about all the different processes. So nitrogen gas is going to be fixed, okay, which means it's going to be removed from the atmosphere and turned into another compound so that it can be taken up by producers. What do I mean by a producer? Someone who's like, you've got talent, you're in the project. (laughs) Or something that makes something. Beginning of a food chain. What's the beginning of a food chain? Um, Grass. Yeah, so like a plant. Yeah. So producers are like plants because they take the sun's energy and they turn it into biomass. So they're a producer. So you've got nitrogen in the producers that get passed to nitrogen in consumers. What are consumers? The next bit. The animals, yeah. And then they get that gets passed on to decomposers. And you can see all the little labels on the arrows. And we're going to talk through those in a minute. And then you can also see how then from the decomposers that gets passed back to either producers or even possibly back out into the atmosphere, depending on what process takes place or what situation. So do we only get nitrogen from food? What environment they're in. We obtain our nitrogen from food, yeah. It basically comes from the amino acids that we eat. 70% of the air, nitrogen gas, completely inert, doesn't really, very unreactive, doesn't come out of the atmosphere very easily. There are ways that humans have tried to, to obtain nitrogen from the air. So there is an industrial way of doing this, which is called the harbour process. 
So the harbour process gets hydrogen and nitrogen out of the air and reacts them together and forms like fertiliser, ammonia. So Does that go on plants? That we then use to grow crops and stuff like that as to fertilise the soil. So put nutrients into the soil that the plants need. So there is an industrial way of doing that. And then there's a chemical way that that can happen as well. There's like a, another chemical way, which is actually sometimes lightning strikes can fixate nitrogen from the air into soil. And then there is this biological way, which is part of the nitrogen cycle, which is done by bacteria. All of this is about getting nitrogen out of the air. Lots and lots of different bacteria are involved, some saprobionts, some not. And we can cycle cycle it around. So we've got four processes. We're going to start with nitrogen fixation. So you can see that first arrow leading from nitrogen gas labelled nitrogen fixation to nitrogen in producers. So we'll just quickly talk about that process first. Okay. Nitrogen fixation is about getting nitrogen out of the atmosphere and making it usable, making nitrogen containing compounds that plants can use. It could be done by two types of bacteria. One of them is called rhizobium. Rhizobium. Okay. Rhizobium. That is actually a bacteria that lives in different, like, legume plants. They're things like peas and beans. Okay. They're legumes. Lagoons. And the, the, the legume plant Lagoon. will have roots in the soil. And those roots have this bacteria living on it that can fixate nitrogen out of the air into the soil. There's also a free-living bacteria called Azotobacter. So that's a free-living bacteria, so it lives in the soil. It doesn't have to be associated with any actual plant. And it's quite beneficial, though, the, the one that, the, you know, the rhizobium, saying it's like it lives in the roots. They have a symbiotic relationship, the plant and the bacteria. So they, they exist as a mutualism. They do each other a favour, if that makes sense. Right. So the bacteria will be obtaining sugars and things for respiration from the plant, whereas the plant has this bacteria fixating nitrogen for it. So these two types of bacteria, it involves another enzyme. They release an enzyme called nitrogenase. Like obviously really difficult to come up with that name, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nitrogen, A's. just put A's on the end. There you go, there's your enzyme. So nitrogenase, and that actually reacts with hydrogen from the atmosphere. It causes nitrogen and hydrogen in the atmosphere to react with each other and become ammonia. Ammonia is NH3, so it's nitrogen and hydrogen reacted together. Okay. Now, ammonia can now be accessed by the plant to make proteins from and build up biomass. So the ammonia will be in the soil. It can be taken up through the roots by the plant and used. It can use the nitrogen in it. That's then going to be passed to consumers via feeding. So the animals eat the producers and they obtain that nitrogen from the organic compounds of the plant. And, and they it'll use be passed it. through the food chain from consumer to consumer, depending on how many levels there are in each food chain. It'll get passed from consumer to consumer. Each consumer is going to be producing waste. So urine and, and faeces. Poo. And eventually those organisms are going to die. So they're going to... Decompose. Uh, decompose so that will start to form the next part okay so the next stage in this process is the ammonification so you can see that obviously the decomposers are the or bacteria the organisms that are going to be breaking down not only the dead animals and plants but also the excretive things of the poo and the wee they're also going to decompose that and 
basically this is called ammonification. So the ammonification is the part played by the saprobionts. So we talked about how we've got these bacteria that release enzymes onto the dead organism. The enzyme breaks down the organic compounds containing the nitrogen, releasing the nitrogen. That's the ammonification. So it converts those organic compounds like proteins and DNA and all those sorts of things into ammonia or ammonium compounds. Or nitrogenase. No, because that's the enzyme. Mayonnaise? No. (laughs) Don't confuse people with your words. That was a lot. That's my job. And again, we know the ammonia could be taken up by the plants. So we've got more ammonia there as well. That's called ammonification. Now, the nitrification is where it really starts to get quite good for the plants because plants can use nitrates better than they can use ammonia to access nitrogen. So you see how the decomposers have turned the basically the dead animals and plants into ammonia. The next stage, the nitrification stage, is going to turn the ammonium compounds into nitrates. That process is called nitrification, so the ammonia and the ammonium ions are going to be changed to nitrates, which are basically quite essential for plants. We've got another couple of bacteria that take this, that do this, so nitrifying bacteria this time around. There's two steps. So one is carried out by nitrosomona, which is a type of bacteria, which oxidises ammonia to nitrites. So basically you've just got ammonia reacting with oxygen, so the addition of oxygen to it, and that would make nitrites, which is NO2. And then nitrobacter oxidises the nitrites further into nitrate, which is NO3. That will then be absorbed by plants through the roots by active transport, And the plant can use that nitrogen, again, to make its organic compounds, DNA, amino acids for protein. It's actually better the more oxygen is available. So this works well if there are a lot, because you know how like the ammonia is basically just having (coughs) oxygen added to it to become a nitrate and a nitrate, nitrite, nitrate. It helps if there's oxygen. So it needs to be soil that is aerated, that's got air pockets in it that's constantly being turned by the farmer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you keep turning the soil, you're putting oxygen into the soil. As long as it's well-drained and aerated, then that process, that nitrification, should take place quite easily. So it should be well-drained so that water doesn't fill the air pockets and stop the oxygen from you know, being present. And then obviously aerated, meaning you're just constantly turning it to get that oxygen there. If it's quite waterlogged, or this is happening in like, an aquatic situation like within water then there won't be as much oxygen available for the nitrification so a slightly different process happens called denitrification sometimes with the nitrates you still get the nitrates but then instead of it being absorbed by the plants with the lack of oxygen in the soil or in the water you get anaerobic respiration Mm -hmm. taking place and that's not very good so anaerobic denitrifying bacteria called a pseudonymus will actually denitrify which means that so do you remember respiration remember the electron transfer chain and the electrons are received at the end by an oxygen and it becomes the final electron and it produces water remember that yeah if there isn't much oxygen this bacteria will actually use nitrates instead so it will use the nitrates as the final electron acceptor in end of the electron transfer chain in the mitochondria and 
will turn the nitrates back into nitrogen gas and that will go back out into the atmosphere. And that is how we then can cycle it back into the atmosphere as well. So that is the nitrogen cycle. We take it out of the air, it gets fixed into ammonia so that plants can use it, that gets passed through the feeding chains. Death and excretion basically means that saprobionts will break down the, the, the organisms and all the excretory materials into ammonia. Nitrification will take place, turn it into nitrates. And then obviously we've got that issue where if there's not a lot of oxygen... Yeah, denitrification back into the atmosphere again and then that can be pulled out again and then you've also got this idea that the fixation is straight into ammonium compounds in the soil anyway for things like the harbour process or lightning strikes which is why we've got that on the left hand side why we've got that nitrogen fixation arrow by itself okay should we do the exam questions i've got four questions okay and we'll see how we get on with them for the first one it's just a two marker Give two examples of biological molecules containing nitrogen. Substances in our body that contain nitrogen. A base. Bases of DNA. Well done. One mark. Food. What type of food specifically? What food stuff? What food group? Protein, amino acids. Protein, amino acids. Good. Well done. So you could have had amino acids, protein, base, nucleic acid, nucleotide, DNA, RNA, ATP, ADP, NAD, NADP. Cyclic APM, AMP, sorry, and chlorophyll. Right, describe the role of saprobionts in the nitrogen cycle. Two marks. That's a decomposer, that is. It is. So what does it decompose? The nitrogen. Containing compounds such as, what you just said? Amino acids. Amino acids. Proteins. Yeah. So the first Into... mark... Ammonia. Ammonia. Yeah, well Ammonia. done. That's good. That's good. So the first mark is it decomposes, digests, breakdowns, or hydrolyzes, and then you can say like any named nitrogen-containing compound like DNA, RNA, protein, anything like that. You can't just say a nitrogen-containing compound. You've got to name one. Okay. So okay. Di so decomposes. You say protein. Protein. Okay. One mark. You could also say urea. Urea is part of urine that contains nitrogen. And you, you then said to make ammonia. So the second mark is for producing or releasing ammonia, ammonium compounds or ammonium ions. Question three involves a resource. So again, there will just be in that Google Drive on teachmescience.uk exam question for episode 72. Yeah. Okay. So all I want you to do from this diagram is to name process P and process Q. Is Q de-dentrification? De-nitrification. De-nitrification. Is that Q? That's Q. And then P... So ammonium ions or ammonium compounds into nitrites and then nitrates. So instead of it being denitrification, it's just... Oh, nitrification. Nitrification. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. So the other two processes are fixation, so that would be nitrogen to be nitrogen to plants. And then ammonification is that organic one. material to ammonium ions, yeah. Good. And then the last one is five marks. After harvesting, the remains of crop plants are often ploughed into the soil. 
explain how microorganisms in the soil produce a source of nitrates from these remains. Is it because they decompose? Right, so what decomposes? The leftover crops. What's in the crops that contains the nitrogen that can be broken down? Chlorophyll proteins. Exactly, she's reeling them off now. <laughs> so proteins, amino acids, DNA, anything like that, into into what? I mean, I mean, um, ammonium. Ammonium. Yep, that gets into into ammonium. What does that? What does that? Yeah, what special type of decomposer does Sapsin that? Saprobionts. Saprobionts. By saprobionts. And then what happens? Then it is nitrificated. Yes. Into nitrite. Nitrite and, and then nitrates. That's another two marks. And I think you'd need to just say... Denitrification. That, that is done by bacteria. That's it. Oh, OK. Because we don't want to go any further than that because it just wanted to know how you could produce a source of nitrates and that was it. Okay. So it's just that one little section. Yeah, that's fairly easy. Yeah, so just say at the end, by nitrifying bacteria, but if you said that the process was called nitrification and it was done by bacteria, you're basically saying the same thing. So, shall I do the roundup? Yeah. Okay. We the nitrogen cycle ensures that Inert nitrogen gas from the atmosphere is converted into nitrogen-containing compounds that can be used by plants and animals to form organic compounds such as DNA, RNA and amino acids. There are four key processes in the nitrogen cycle that are carried out by different types of bacteria. Nitrogen fixation is carried out by nitrogen-fixing bacteria known as rhizobium which is found in the root nodules of leguminous plants due to a symbiotic relationship, and azobacter, which is a free-living soil bacteria. These bacteria convert nitrogen into ammonia using an enzyme called nitrogenase. This ammonia can then be taken up by plants and used. When these plants are eaten by consumers, the nitrogen is passed on through the trophic levels of food chains. When plants and animals die, or produce the waste products urine and faeces, the nitrogen compounds, such as DNA and protein, that they contain are converted into ammonia by saprobionts. Saprobionts are bacteria that carry out decomposition by feeding on dead organic materials. To do this, they secrete enzymes that digest the material into ammonia or ammonium compounds or ammonium ions and the bacteria can then absorb the ions as nutrients. This process is called ammonification. The ammonia and ammonium ions can be used by plants, but can also be converted to nitrates, which are also used by plants as a source of nitrogen. This process is called nitrification and is carried out by nitrifying bacteria. This happens over two steps. Firstly, a bacteria called nitrosomonas oxidizes ammonia to nitrites, and then nitrobacter oxidizes it further from nitrites to nitrates. Aerated soil and well-drained is best for this process due to the need for oxygen. The fourth process that cycles nitrogen is denitrification, which occurs in soil that is waterlogged and contains low oxygen levels. When oxygen is scarce, denitrifying bacteria will use nitrates instead as the final electron acceptor of the electron transport chain in respiration, converting the nitrates 
back to the atmosphere as nitrogen gas. Got any takeaways? The nitrogen cycle, that's my first takeaway. Okay. The whole cycle. Uh-huh. uh-huh that's my uh-huh. only takeaway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's nitrites, there's nitrates. Yeah, there's nitrification, there's denitrification. There are processes, yes, there's, you are naming um, them. Aloe vera. <laughs> we get our nitrogen from food. And when you die, it's all to do with... When you decompose, it's all to do with nitrogen. When you decompose, bacteria will release different nutrients like nitrogen, yeah. So it's not all about nitrogen then? Not that process, no. but it no. is in the no. nitrogen. Sorry. <laughs> but in the nitrogen cycle it is, isn't it? Yeah. Nitrogen follows the food... Is that why we did the food cycle before? Yeah. So that's why we did energy and ecosystems in the last episode. Because it then links into... The nitrogen cycle. Food chains link into these different cycles. So plants have the nitrogen, the consumers eat it, we eat the cow, we get the all the nitrogen in our bodies... And then when we die, it decomposes and nitrogen is out. Yeah. It's released yeah. back into the soil mm-hmm. and the plants eat the nitrogen again. Absorb. Absorb. Circle of life. Ah! Is that enough takeaways? Because I can't remember if I even gave a warning. Yeah, I, d- I don't think I actually listened to any of the takeaways you said. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so the wider reading this month, or just probably the next month and a half or something probably end up being january and february because we're we're just not being consistent enough to like do this monthly really is i'm going for a quite a popular podcast this time around called ologies with ali ward if you've actually like searched science podcasts this has come up and you may have listened to it already but it is it's absolutely fascinating podcast being very long running produced by ali ward who herself is a is a science journalist science correspondent it's quite funny. Some swears, so you know, just be aware that she's going to swear quite a lot in that. Each episode is focusing on a different ology, and she will talk to experts and research things, and just get it, get everything out there about that particular ology that is the subject of that week. So, yeah, give it a go. It's really good. Okay. If you would like to contact us, you can go to our website, that is teachmescience.co.uk. You can also drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at, at teachmebiocast and on Instagram at, at teachmebiologycast. Also, if you would like to, not that we deserve it lately, but you can buy us a coffee <laughs> at buymeacoffee.com slash teachmebiology and you can buy us a coffee or a tea and it's usually £3. Yeah, so get in touch if you have any great revision resources you want to share, any great revision techniques, any comments, suggestions, great wider reading recommendations, anything at all that you want to say. If you just want to have a chat with us, tell us who you are, where you're listening from, what course you're doing. Just a little bit of feedback would be good. Um, Thank you to everybody that has given us a review on Spotify. We've had, since Spotify updated a little bit and they sort of added a opportunity for people to give a up to five star rating for podcasts we have got 36 reviews now or ratings there on there now and we're still despite all those reviews got still on 4.9 out of five so uh, really appreciative of your um just taking that little bit of time to rate us that is amazing thank you and only one of those ratings is me 
<laughs> actually really... Well, you don't use Spotify, no, but I, I do. I actually use Spotify we to listen to We surely have my people to talk about here. Dylan, hi, wanted to reach out and share some exciting news. I'm a master's student, a student in California trying to become a secondary science teacher. I had to take a very long state test on biology called CSET. It's a 6.5 hour test in person. I used your podcast to help prepare and passed on my first try. Now I am on my way to finishing my master's degree. I talk to other people and read forums and so many people don't pass on their first try. I'm so grateful for your podcast and resources. Can I just say I'm reading this for the first time? <laughs> I'm hearing this for the first time. I wanted time. to let you know your information has literally changed my life. It's wild how information on one side of the world can help so many people in so many places. Oh my God! Keep up the awesome work you're doing again and many thanks. Thanks, Dylan. Jesus Christ, oh my God. That is unbelievable. Can you believe that I was sitting in our under the stairs yeah. talking about A-level biology is reaching so many people? This cupboard is full of rubbish as well, man. Sorry. I think I've got quite a lot of messages here that I haven't actually read out, you know. Should we do it in the next one? Yeah. So we'll read out a couple of messages we've had in our next episode as well. Yeah. Was that the bell? Yeah, that was the bell. <laughs> Stop it. Can someone please tell us, right? So this sort of sign that all the little kids are doing, where they put like a peace sign at their eye, like in between their eye. So peace sign around their eye, what that means? Because I, I, we don't know and we've been doing it all the time. What does that mean? I can't describe it. My four-year-old daughter started doing it in eye. pictures. And we don't really know, understand why. But we're constantly but doing it. But what, is, is it bad? We've, is it we've good? made it a joke. That if yeah. you do your fingers the other way around, so nails facing outwards, yeah, then that means you've got diarrhoea. <laughs> <laughs> but then, the other way just means it's really cool. whatever, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what it means. It's very stupid and silly. But that's pretty much what we've been doing for the past month. I don't know, month. Like literally joking about taking photos, and then the, we do, like literally taking the mic the other day, and then I was reading this comic book, and then Superman was doing it. <laughs> Yeah. I still got the picture. I actually took a picture of it and kept it. You it were makes, screaming. Because it makes me laugh all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good picture, that is. Um, so, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> peace out. I'm doing it now. I'll take a picture of us doing it and put it on the socials. Or not, because we won't. We probably won't, no. Um, my name is Sarah Matthews. And I'm Ria Corbett. This has been Teach Me Biology, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.